Please subscribe to Crankmat Wrestling Media on the following platforms. Instagram and Twitter at Crankmat. Like and subscribe to us on Facebook and YouTube, Crankmat Wrestling Media. You can also go to www.crankmat.com for all your latest wrestling news and content. I am here with uh, Jackson Heslin um, up in uh, Connecticut. Uh, he was a Pan Am gold medalist this past uh, things about a month ago, two months ago in uh, Mexico. Um, Jackson uh, just wanted to get up with him, just talk to him about his experience uh, representing the USA. So, uh, Jackson, man, you, you're alive, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, I just came back from Mexico about – about a month ago now and uh yeah i'm getting back into a high school season starting soon so i'm excited yeah so um you uh you're you're home or something like that though so how's that how's that going for you um pretty good uh it's not homeschool uh i'm it's just um a couple uh days a month uh our school it's a private school in uh middletown connecticut called xavier we do an on we do online, uh, just just cause and uh, yeah, I mean it's pretty good. I train every day there. Good practice partners. It's really good school. Yeah, uh, you know I think it's uh, I think you were telling me about the uh, you, about spending time in like California a little bit, um, getting to uh, I guess practice with uh, Poway like Poway Elite. That's another good premier club team. Yep. Um, yeah. So just. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Oh, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, so I, uh, last August I moved away from my family. Um, went out there to train with my coach from Connecticut, who's still out there, um, John Knapp, and then with his best friend from uh, he's also from Connecticut, but moved out there. The head coach at uh, Poway High School, John Myers, and um, they really wanted me out there, so I went out there and I was staying with a family, um, and he was also my teammate. And really just like that whole year, that year I was homeschooled the whole year. It was just a grind, really. I was wrestling every day. Um, Yeah, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. Teammates there are awesome. Um, So your experience of uh, representing the United States um, to compete for the U.S. to uh, wear the uh, red, white, blue. Tell me just about that experience. Uh, I've seen like I've seen people uh, where I've seen people like make world teams and Pan Am teams. And I thought of this awesome and stuff and uh, never thought I'd be, be one of those people. And it was it was an unreal experience. It was awesome. It was. Yeah, I don't even it was unreal. Yeah. You know. Talk, so talk a little bit about like your, you know, your your family. I mean, it's, you know, being able to, to send their kid. Like, Tell me a little bit about like your family uh, and them's kind of signing off on that. Um, my mom, my dad was totally about it. You know, my mom was a little about it, but they knew it was the best thing for me. They knew it would get me to where I'm at right now. And um, yeah, it was hard. I mean, it's hard being away from family. I didn't see them a lot. Uh, tournaments, I didn't really see them. Um, so I mean, it was it was hard, but uh. It was definitely uh, the best decision for me, and yeah, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So, dude, uh, I mean, I know you're participating in the uh, Ironman this year. T- tough tournament. I think your school's also going to Beast. Uh, yep. So, you what you ready for that or you you know you are you are you are you excited about that it's gonna be tough tournaments yeah i'm really excited i think i can sneak in on the podium um it definitely got to get back uh, into a really good shape uh i'm a little iffy right now um taking a little break off from the last tournament in mexico so but yeah i think i'll definitely be ready uh I, we trained pretty hard um yeah it- but you, I mean, you, you're taking a break, but like, I mean, you're still like getting out there wrestling and stuff. Like you're not just, you're just taking a competition break, something like yeah, that. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, um, so, you know, I want to kind of go into a little bit about, um, so, you know, just in random wrestling, um, how, how are your parents as far as like, uh, being able to, uh, like back you in this sport and being being able to help you get the things that you have like are they hard on you about it i mean what you know how are your parents are on you as far as you know like if you take a loss you know or, or like i mean just what are they what, what's their impact on you you know as you wrestle and you know and like you know are they are they hard on you when you lose like do you have one to know like just tell me a little bit about that um it's mostly my dad. Uh, my mom's not really like she's into it, but not as my dad. Um, t- if uh, he'll take a loss, you know, he he's he we he used to be really like get mad and upset and stuff, but it's a lot better now. And um, he really just cares about my preparation, really. And if if he knows that I'm prepared and I still lose, you know, it's it's whatever. Just wrestle back. But um, uh, yeah. Uh, he he, what he really is like most important about is uh, my warm-up and everything and being ready, you know, being into it, not distracted by anything. Um, so, he, I mean, he, he does everything he can to make sure I'm, like, the best I can be. So, yeah. For sure. The only reason why I bring that up is, and I, and I guess sometimes parents learn as they go on, but yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story. Um there's a kid here in North Carolina, you know, I won't even say his name or his, or his, uh, you know, parents name or anything like that. But I think parents kind of make a, they put too much pressure on a kid to perform. And it's kind of like you, you get those parents that show up to club workouts. And this is the reason why a lot of uh, clubs, they have their parents sit in a common area or outside in a car. But, you get there's this one club and this kid's been wrestling for a long time by all means as long as he's wrestled should be one of the top kids in the country but he just never caught fire like that and his dad would just be yelling at him all the time in practice and following him around the mat and you know when he's not winning the live battles is you know dad's yelling at him and you know, I think those kind of parents are are, are detriment to not only to the sport but but to their kid. And so not that your parents like that, but just in general, you know, you ever see those kind of parents, that kind of stuff. hundred percent. I, every single tournament I go to, um, a lot, when I go to Tulsa nationals, I've been a couple of times, um, when I've gone, I, that's probably where the worst I've seen it. Parents are all on their kid when they lose and when they win, you know, it's, 
it, it it's hard to see that. I mean, my parents were never that bad, but uh, I know how it feels, and it's it's hard. Like it it really takes away like your love for the sport, and yeah, I mean, a uh, couple of, I've uh, traveled to like Arizona for some uh, like Poway and some Arizona teams get together, practice together, and stuff, and just parents screaming and yelling and it's it really gets on my nerves like leave them alone and the coaches got them like yeah well it's like when when a kid loses they, they already know that they lost right and i think it's that one it's that thing where at, what what's yelling gonna do you know it's not it's not gonna help exactly. and honestly it makes it to me it makes the personal relationship between a parent and a you know and their son or daughter the athlete toxic because they're bringing it back home and and then they have to listen to it when they get back home and yada 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 and make the kid want to quit um exactly yeah i think you know i think it's kind of you know anything's just just kind of like that but um anyway it's just you know uh, about you like who um who is jackson hessling like just you know tell me just a little bit about yourself just things you like to do you know other than wrestling you just Kind of give me a brief bio about yourself. Um, pretty much like love wrestling. Yeah. Um, a lot, mostly like most of my life is all wrestling, but, uh, I mean, I love playing video games. I love hanging out with my friends, um, going to do fun stuff like the movies and going to fairs and stuff. Um, but really during the season, it's, I, I really don't do much. I mean, I wrestle, I do school, you know, I hang out with friends, but that's really it. There's not a lot of time for stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really know. I mean, yeah, wrestling's really my life. When you say it's your life, um, has there ever been the potential to where you get burned out? hundred percent. Um, really after, uh, a, a big preparation, um, training really hard, you know, working out every day, every morning. I take a good week or two off from everything and then I like, get back on that grind. But, um, cause just to miss it, you know, like you want to, you want to miss the sport and, uh, I get burnt out all the time and that's where I take those week breaks and it messes me up, but, um, it really helps because it just makes me miss the sport. And then I get back into it and I love the grind. Hey, Sano, you, uh, are you keeping up with the situation down there at Bishop McCourt Catholic school in Pennsylvania? <laughs> I think it's the most horrible and stupid thing ever. I mean, I'm not, like, opinion-wise, every good high school, uh, like, public high school, private high school, recruits, and they, someone, they're just targeting Bishop McCourt, and it's not even, like, they're an amazing team, but it's not even, like, they're, like, the top, top team, and I just think it's so stupid. And three years is a lot. I could say maybe, like, half the season or a season, but three years is insane. That's yeah. It's almost like the, the it's almost like a death penalty, you know, in, in high school wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sophomores are done wrestling. Like, um, what's his name? Mason Gibson done. Like it's crazy. You know, I actually put out sort of a, a podcast myself about it. Um, my thinking, and, and I, and I say this because, um, I kind of got a dog in a fight being that there's a, you know, there's a kid on a team that I've, that I've helped out for the past, uh, you know, past 12 months. And, you know, he, he's moved up there, obviously Jack's Forrest, great kid, great wrestler. Yeah. I've, Um, I've heard of him. I've watched him wrestle, you know, he's about the same weight as me and I've never wrestled him, but he's always been in my brackets and stuff. 
Yeah. He, um, so he's up there, and it's it, it, the way the way that that has to work is um, it, in, in every every state and local uh, every state and uh, public uh, half, uh, athletic association for high school has a similar rule rule like that. It's totally intended to keep the uh, keep the competition level uh, uh, at a level playing field and um, other schools are mad right so if you built it's kind of like you going out there to California you went out there because there was something good out there that attracted you to go out there that that would benefit you in a sport that you love to do right so um, the example that that I brought up is that kids are allowed to transfer if a school has a good theater program are a good um, art sort of arts based program, right? Yep. So why do why do parents target um, target those schools for their kids? Well, it's going to help develop, you know, their um, you know their experience and stuff in those fields of you know wanting to be an actor, or wanting to be a painter, like Bob Ross, like Bob Ross or something like that, and it could help them get a better chance of getting scholarship, you know, at at a higher level college institution that has those fields of what you want to do, whether it's dance, whether it's uh chorus or anything like that. So why, why can't the same be for wrestling? Right. So these kids want to put themselves in, in the best position to be able to wrestle at a high level. And in doing that, you have to get yourself around uh, people that have the same exact, exact dreams and goals that you do. So, exactly. Um, you know, so Bill Bassett's put out a brand and, uh, and, and range of pride and combat to where it's attracted kids near and far that want to come and train it. And not only that, you know, if I'm going to drive or move into that area, I might as well go to the same school that the, that coach coaches at. So, I mean, it's a, like you said, you know, it's a bad situation, you know, and, and through, uh, through Jack's, um, I've, um, begin or I've gotten to know, um, several of the guys on that team well and 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 of course include Bo Bassett and so you, you hate that for him and I honestly to me um it's the from the the district six that suspended them and all the coaches that are involved this freaking scumbag move so that's exactly, uh, yeah. that that's my <clears throat> my take on it so so in in your uh you know, at your school, you said Xavier. Um, how how good is their program, and and uh, how how is that program going to impact you as a wrestler? Um, it's awesome. You know, the coaches I've known since I was probably around like eleven, ten. Um, you know, I've I've been in the room with them at clubs since I was really that young, and uh, it was always my plan. My dad was an alumni there at Xavier, and um, really, it's just awesome. Like. Uh, just knowing like that was my plan since I was little to go there and then I was going to be in California and then I came home and it was just like a big snap right away and I was like all right I'm going to Xavier and I'm really excited for the season Uh, a lot of good partners um, a lot of good wrestlers uh, go there uh, because we're known just we we work hard Uh, yeah and it's really awesome now how far are you from uh, from Danbury um, I'm about close to an hour. Um, yeah. my, I have a lot of family who live there. Uh, I mean, I know, uh, Empire been up there a lot to train. Um, 
uh, I know Kevin Jack, Ryan Jack, uh, Jacob Camacho. I know all of them. You know, I've trained with them. And how now practicing with people of that high level, like what did you get out of kind of working out with those guys? And now I, I've actually gotten to know Jacob Camacho pretty well, being that I am here in North Carolina and um, know a lot of the uh, NC State wrestlers. Uh, um, I'll tell you a Jacob Camacho story. So I've seen him wrestle before, and obviously I only you know, I never really talked to him. And over COVID in 2020, um, of course, they shut down all the facilities, all the uh, you know, state um, college kind of state wrestling and any athletic facility per NCAA uh, um, order. And so a lot of the NC State wrestlers were kind of getting together off campus to work out. And I, uh, I kind of got wind of that workout. And so I wanted to take another wrestler to, uh, to there. His name's Joe Seeley. He uh, is another good wrestler, top ranked wrestler in the country. So we get there and, uh, you know, I start talking to, uh, Jacob Camacho. Then the next day, just out of nowhere, he says, Hey, you know, my parents live in Connecticut. So anytime you guys want to come and watch us, you know, watch NC state wrestle, you're more than welcome to use like my, uh, you know, my family tickets. They'll never come down and watch a match. So I was like, Oh, sure. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta kind of take him up on that offer. I hadn't reached out to him in a while. So, but yeah, he's just, he's just a good guy. And, uh, you know, Ryan, Jack, Kevin, Jack there, I've met them, of course, uh, they're good people. So talk, uh, talk to me about, you know, some of the, about some of the colleges. I know obviously being in ninth grade, do you, you know, do you have any particular colleges or programs that you like? Uh, you know, I you know I like uh, I, NC State. I feel like I could definitely uh, get good connections there. I mean, in California, I was training with uh, Andre Gonzalez. Um, right now, he's in uh, at Ohio State. He was top ranked wrestler uh, since sophomore junior year. And um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, really, I don't have any particular favorite colleges. Just really, the like best colleges for wrestling is like. Where where I want to go, like who I want to be. You know, uh, I I'm surprised you kind of well, you know, doing a little stint out there in California. I'm surprised you never, you didn't mention uh Stanford. You know, programs take was taken over by a uh, Rob Cole. Um, do you, you know anything about their program? Uh yeah. So um, guy from Connecticut, amazing stud Nico Provo was uh going to Cornell, mm-hmm. and then um. You know, he uh, out of nowhere because uh, he went uh, – the coach went to Stanford and um, he, he transferred to Stanford. And, um, you know, I don't know uh, a lot a lot about it, but uh, I know a lot of wrestlers um, that go there uh, just because of me living in California. You know, uh, you must really love your coach to just go across the country like that. I mean – Yeah, and he's practically my second dad. Uh, I mean, I, I love him with all my heart. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I, I will tell you this. Um, of course, Rob Cole, you know, national champion, uh, University of North Carolina, great coach. You know, so there's one thing, like, let's say he just took a job at West Virginia, right? All right, so it's a couple hours away, or, you know, he, he got the job at, you know, UPenn or something. And, but, I mean, it's, it, Rob Cole went all the way out to California. And, dude, people, here's what people don't know. Um, I've had a couple conversations with Rob Cole. Um, 
if a kid qualifies for a full Pell Grant, they go to college absolutely free. Not even wrestling money. Like wrestling money, they don't have. It's not even wrestling money that they're getting. If they qualify for a full Pell Grant, I, I believe whether you're an athlete or not, you go to Stanford for free. And I'm just thinking, like, if you're in one of those situations where, you know, you don't have the the financial means to go to a college or to pay for college, but you make a good enough grades to get into Stanford. I mean, why not? Yeah. It's at the end of the day, uh, Jackson. Yeah. A a certain element has to be about wrestling, but you know, it's also got to be about, you know, this is college have number one is half my major, you know, am I going to get, am I going to be able to vibe out here on campus and get along with people? I mean, you're right in the middle of freaking Silicon Valley down there. So, um, you know, you're, it's, you know, I try to tell kids like, listen, you get it's it's a Stanford education, right? You graduate Stanford, you set for life. You put your name on any application, you're gonna get that job. Yeah, and uh, whatever job you get, you're probably gonna already be getting six figures for whatever you're doing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you gotta, you know, sometimes, you know, I tell kids like, let's not worry about wrestling so much, then, because you're not gonna, you know, you're gonna have to. Yeah, you know, right around give it up at some point. Yeah. About 38, 36, 38, something like that. You know, it kind of gets tough on the old joints. You know, you got to, mm-hmm. to use that, use that degree. Um how um how is it for you? And I think you're pretty young, but like because you've done it so much, do you start to have problems any at all? Uh school wise? No, like joint wise, like all right, just oh yeah, I mean, yeah, my back, like it, it's on and off with my back. My knees are pretty bad, but I mean, not. I haven't had any like really big injuries. Like I, I have cauliflower. I mean, that's really it. But uh, yeah, my knees are bad. My back uh gets pretty bad at, when I like start wrestling for a while. But um, no, nothing really serious. Yeah. Um, and what's cauliflower here? Um, pretty much it's when Jackson, it happens. I, Jackson, I'm messing with you, dude. I don't know what that uh, is. <laughs> I was like, are you are you trying to explain it for someone or no no dude I know what that is. I just missed yeah. Um I've seen some nasty ones too, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, um and, you know, some wrestlers that are really in it, like they think that like that's the cool thing to have. And like if you if you get it because you got it, but don't get it because it's by design and you mm-hmm. want to get it, right? And like I started to get it in high school and I just I just didn't. I didn't want my ear to look like that. I mean, I'm already ugly enough, you know. So I don't want to have uh, a deformed looking ear. And I mean, you can. And it's funny because even in my young days, um, of just being a youngster and you know going and having nights out on the town, you tend you tend to go out to a club and you run into a group of people. And you know what? Every time I I did, did I go out you know, with friends and in college and stuff, I start looking at people's ears. Like if something pops off and I have to get in a, in a physical altercation with somebody, I need to know what I'm up against. So I, <laughs> I actually start checking out other dudes ears, man. I'm like, all right. Like I know that if I have to, like, I know this guy knows something. If he doesn't know how to wrestle, he knows some jujitsu or something. Uh-huh. So I'm, that's kind of like where I'm at with things like that. It's like, all right, I'm kind of like, all right, like I, I don't want to fight anybody, but Lord have mercy. If I got to fight this guy, I know he's probably going to bring something. 
um, it's going to bring something to the fire. So um, I always tend to kind of do that. But I think, you know, I think people just think that's the popular thing to have. Like, do do you think like that as a wrestler? Um, when I, so I got it about, uh, probably like five, six months ago for, I got it for the first time and it blew up and I thought like I wanted it. And then, you know, I got it stitched up, like, you know, cut open, stitched up, um, blew up with the stitches in, had to do it again. And I was like, oh, I hate this. And then about a month ago, right before her, about like two months ago, right before I was going to Mexico completely blew up again in a different spot on the same year and I hated it because I didn't have time to get it cut open and stitched up because you gotta uh, have it heal can't wrestle with stitches in your ear and I mean unless you're crazy but um and uh yeah I hated it I mean I hate it now I hate that I have it I thought it was cool when I first had it and then uh, you could you could tell barely but you couldn't really tell but now you can tell because I didn't get it cut open, so you know it's 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 filled in. Um, it's not too bad, but uh, you know I got it drained like seven times, and it was just horrible. So no, I I'm not a big fan of it anymore. But I mean, it's cool to have it. Well, not cool, but like in the wrestling community, it's cool to have it. Yeah, I think it it kind of it, it it people think it's kind of it kind of like symbolizes like you know, coming into you like your own, like, you know, you're, you know, you've done that. You're putting enough work in it. Where this, yeah. Yeah. Bro, I, I, I like to put in a bunch of work and not have that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to, I want to backtrack a little bit. You were talking about sometimes, you know, cause you wrestle so much, you, your, your back hurts. What is, what is rehab? Like, do you just ice joints just for the heck of it? Like, what do you do to, uh, you know, for, 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 for rehab when you start to kind of get little nagging injuries? Um, uh, you know, I, I, like, I'll get a massage, go to the chiropractor, but that's really all I can do. I mean, there's not much, but I don't really take breaks. And when I do take breaks, it, it, it goes away, but, um, the massages and, uh, chiropractors really help it, uh, out. And I mean, I mean it doesn't affect my wrestling at all, but it, it bothers it a little bit, but yeah, I mean, just getting it massaged, worked out is really the best thing. You, you know, it's funny because I uh, I didn't know until kind of later in age the importance of uh, of having a chiropractor. Um, yeah. And, you know, as you start to go and then as you start to do your research on it, you don't realize how much your back controls your whole body. Yeah. Um, and if something is off, you know, uh, a slight, you know, inch, you know, it, it's, it starts to pinch a nerve. So you start to your, you know, maybe your leg starts to go to sleep or something else or something. Your, even your, your arm can start to go to sleep because of something that's often, you know, that's often your back needs to be adjusted because I actually go to, you know, a chiropractor, um, you know, cause I, I'm 39 and I've, I've done MMA, I've, I've wrestled, I've done jujitsu competition. So I've really put a lot of, uh, I've really put a lot of, of, you know, wear and tear on my body. Um, something, uh, something else. And I don't know if you do, but you ever, do you know what juicing is? Not like steroids, but do you know what juicing is? No. So 
honestly, it's something you should start doing, man. Uh, tell your dad to get you like a, uh, um, like a cold press juicer. Mm-hmm. And it's, you, you ever go to the store, right? Like, like a Walmart or something. And you see this drink called, like, it's called Naked. Everybody can remember that name. It's Naked, right? Mm-hmm. You, you ever heard of that drink? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, but I think they have a little bit of added sugar. So, uh, you go get a hard press, and this is something I started doing. I've actually started feeling a little bit better and started losing a little bit of weight because I've implemented this into my diet. So you get a juicer and you can like juice apples, oranges, uh, pineapples, um, grapefruit. Um, you can mix it with like, you know, with greens like kale and, and, uh, broccoli and things like that. And you'll never even taste it. Um, but, uh, and strawberries and raspberry any any kind you can just juice it and and drink it and you're getting nu- the nutrients from the fruit and stuff and and vegetables in, in, into your body uh probably a good I always say it's a good uh thing to have in your body every day but also a good match day sort of deal to drink um you know as well and but it's not even that it's the stuff that uh the stuff that you also mix in there, uh, like uh, turmeric root. Um, turmeric is actually a seasoning, right? And but the actual root itself, it's good for uh, for managing inflammation in your body. Um, you also have uh, ginger root you can mix in there. Elderberry, it's good for uh, combating uh, you know viruses and 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 things of that nature. Camu uh, uh, powder, um, like. At do like do your research on like certain roots and if you implement them into your uh your diet man i'm telling you you start to feel a lot better as a wrestler but um you know when you when you get when you get off this podcast just kind of look up the benefits of like juicing fruit uh, juicing certain types of fruit and vegetables as well as uh um implementing certain roots into your uh you know into your diet yeah right. yeah um, well, there's just things out there that, uh, Jackson, like sometimes you, if I could take, and, and, and I'm telling you this cause like you're young, if I could take what I know now about all this stuff and just go back 10 years ago, I want to be greedy, you know, yeah. just go back 10 years ago. And, cause I really <laughs> know. So, I mean, I did, like I did, I did, I've, I've always done combative sports uh, on a competitive level up into my uh like early 30s but it's more or less like i just like i cut weight the way i cut cut weight in high school i mean i was it was wherever i could to kind of get the pounds off and i just didn't realize all this stuff until you know i started dealing with high level uh professional fighters and, and wrestlers and they you know told me some of this stuff um but just tell me a little bit of what's your what's your diet and stuff kind of like throughout the season. Uh, I I really only eat salad, uh, fruit, only water, um, chicken, and you know that's really it: chicken, salad, and fruit. And um, I, I eat. I'll run it off, and uh, yeah. So I usually work out in the morning. I go for a run, and I go to school, and then uh, I work out after. Uh, school and then I have practice and throughout the day I'm just eating you know I'll have like bars and protein bars and yeah that's really it just salad fruit and chicken and like salad and chicken and yeah 
um, some vegetables and yeah. So tell me a little bit about your uh, kind of your short term goals. Um, my short term goals are really that you know keep a consistent uh just like diet and consistent like workout routine and uh really just do the best I can to want to be the best and um really just keep on that grind and my long-term goals you know just like everyone else uh, I look more over than you know just uh state title New England title I want to win Beast of the East I want to win Ironman I want to win all the big tournaments and yeah so to obviously I'm assuming you want to you know wrestle at the next level um what what are like some of the things that you try to do now to kind of, but you know, I know of course you got these high level tournaments. What are some things that you kind of do now to, you know, prepare yourself to be able to like wrestle at the next level? Like, are you considering maybe as you hit your junior year, a lot of these high school kids are wrestling in these college open tournaments. Is that something you're going to try to do? Definitely. Um, yeah. I'll def- I definitely do that. Uh, I, I, I train with uh college kids, you know, lightweight college kids all the time. Um, and it really helps just like, you know, they've been around the sport their whole or most of their life. And it really helps just like them helping me out in positions and really just working to see like how they work. You know, the question I ask, and, I, and, and I've asked this to um, high level wrestlers, I'm talking about Olympic gold medalists. And so you've been grinding at this sport, you know, for a long time. I mean, since you're really, really young and, you know, let's say you just achieve the ultimate, you know, and become a, you know, world champion, Olympic gold medalist on the senior level. And then it's, it's all done, but really what, what, what really happens next is not, I asked, and I, and I talk about that because kids put so much into this sport at a, at a young, like at a young age. And I know that they like it, but I mean, it's the, traveling every weekend you know week you know year in year out every weekend of tournaments and it's like in the grand scheme of things like is it worth it you know you kind of understand where i'm coming from like is it worth it i mean yeah in the grand in the grand scheme of life is it worth it you know like it i mean wrestling's gonna only take you so far so it's like i mean all the money spent i mean so is it it's all of the risk that you take, you know, it's ultimately, I mean, is it, is it worth the reward? And when you achieve the reward, I mean, what's next? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think it's worth it. Not even like, just like, I think it's worth it. I think wrestling is the toughest sport mentally, physically. I think it gets you ready for life, you know, like the hard things in life and wrestling, there's a lot of ups and downs all the time. And I, I think it really prepares you for life and just makes you really responsible. And like, just and honestly like if if i go to the top level like olympic olympian uh, world champion like senior level after that i'd i'd be a coach you know like i'd i'd want to coach kids i'd want to be a high level coach or assistant coach out of college like most of the uh people are doing like vincenzo joseph at stanford and mark hall assistant coach at penn like it's honestly i just think it it really is the best thing for a kid to get them ready for life. Yeah. You know, pinning that, like I said, their family's supportive and according and, and sort of like not a more of a detriment, you know, and kind of like how we discussed earlier, I think. 
and and it was just like I get that, you know. Of course, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in the sport. Not as I didn't get started the, at the age that you did. I mean, it wasn't really um, down here in the Carolinas. Um, wrestling, wrestling's starting to make waves, um, but you know, we're uh, we're overshadowed um, with being in a ACC state, and then we all it's all basketball down here. You know, mm-hmm. we, have, we have Duke, we have Carolina, we have NC State, of course. Like we said earlier, it has a good uh good wrestling team, but we're we we have Wake Forest. So in this one state are like four powerhouse basketball teams, and you know in North Carolina, everybody just thinks they're going to be a basketball player. I mean, honestly, um, the number one ranked basketball player in the country goes to uh um Lake Norman Prep. There's a Lake Norman High School in like a Lake Norman Prep. His name's Mikey Williams, number one basketball player high schooler in the country. And uh, so I think, you know, that's kind of where we, you know, we, we struggle at. And, and, and I think, and I get uh, Jackson, man, I get in so much trouble because I speak my mind about North Carolina wrestling, because I'm kind of one of the only people that kind of travel a, a lot on that national level to see how all these kids are doing it like you. And then, you know, I try to take this information and tell other kids and tell other parents about it. And, you know, I think, a lot of them, they're 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 so uh, <clears throat> um, mind possessed by their club programs. They think that yeah, well, you know, their club programs is going to get them to the level they need to get to, and then they get on they they get to like a Super Thirty Two, which is in our backyard in Greensboro, North Carolina, and we only had like we only had uh, we you had two All Americans, you know, that was Joseph Seeley and Carson Floyd. It's like you know, ever if you're if you're doing things the right way, then we should be consistently across the board, um, have more all Americans, you know, in in the high school division. Um, so I think that's kind of the biggest problem that we, that we have in North Carolina is that, um, is getting kids to, 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 to know, number one, you got to do all this traveling. So that's kind of like, um, what, what, what the problem is down here in North Carolina. And I, I get, I really get, uh, people really get on me real bad because I, I, I just say, Hey, you know, if you, you know, if you want to be, if your kid wants to perform to the level of an Anthony Knox or, or a Bo Bassett or a Nick Bazakis or a PJ Duke, this is what they're doing. I'm seeing these kids every weekend at these tournaments, but I'm not seeing you because you'd rather send your kid to this backwood five man round Robin tournament. And, then he goes down there and he, he wins this tournament and then you they put a gold medal on him and you put it all over Facebook for grandma to then share and tell everybody at the church and it gives a kid a false sense of hope then the grand scheme of things I mean you know it it it, it makes it look like he's at the Amazing. top yeah and so I mean and I'm sure is that does that kind of happen up in Connecticut some too 100% I mean, there's like it's not an average wrestler to be going to all the big tournaments and tournaments and stuff. And there's plenty of parents in North Carolina and every state. I mean, not every state like Pennsylvania, New Jersey. You're gonna have a good tournament for most places, but yeah, no, a hundred percent. There's people like that everywhere. Yeah, uh, it's like I, uh, I, I tell, I tell a lot of parents. Like, I've been. In the past two months, I've probably been a spooky nook like five times, which of course is a very, very prime, like prime venue for wrestling. 
you know, in Mannheim, Pennsylvania. It's like, you, I, I know it. I think it, I know the drive sucks. It's like a six, six hour drive, seven hour drive. But, you know, if you, if you're not willing to put in a work, you know, don't, you know, don't come whining when, you know, your, your kid's not performing at the national level or not getting the offers that he wants to get. I mean, that's part of putting in a hard work. And that one thing you were telling about, you know, how, how wrestling pre- prepares you for life and a, and a lot of things. Uh, some of my, like, I, I was, and, and what I do, this like, I don't do like this media stuff for a living, right? Yeah. I, I actually, I do this out of, out of uh, just the love of the sport and being able to get to know kids like you and, and uh, things of that nature. And I like, I like to build relationships um, that can last for a long time. But, um, you know, so I work um, in kind of in a loss prevention sort of retail crime industry. And I'm going to tell you what that is later, but uh, I had to kind of, I was chosen. We were part of this team and I was chosen to kind of get speak in front of like, 2,000 people nobody wanted to do it and they were you know I said well I'll, I'll do it and, and, and they said well why was, you know are you kind of scared do you get stage fright and I said you're looking at somebody that's been triangle choked in an MMA fight in front of two three four thousand people you're looking at somebody that's been pinned in front of two three thousand people um and, and uh, dude I've I've had my manhood taken from me. Like what, what in a sense, in a sense, mm-hmm. like what, what, mm-hmm. what is me talking in front of, you know, a couple thousand people going to do, you know, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's just one of those things where like, it's that I, I think what, what kind of steers people away from this sport is the combative nature of the, the, the one-on-one aspect. And I, and, and that, that's, that typically scares people. Um, um, and, and that's kind of why why it's hard sometimes to 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 get participation because that does scare people and 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 that's that's kind of where i'm at but if you you get involved in it like i said it teaches you this is why i mean even military recruiters they always love a wrestler you know uh, the military academies i mean they love having people that not only had that's been involved in individual sports but especially like individual combat sports i mean um, it really shows that, uh, you know, the, the, the self-control and, and, you know, and just kind of self-discipline that they need in somebody that's, that they want in this uh, to be a combatant, you know, as far as in the military for, you know, for, for our country. Um, you know, what so when you're talking about um, being prepared, you know, for, you know, this sport setting you up for life or what are what are some of the things that you know that you do kind of in everyday life outside of wrestling that you've used wrestling for that's kind of just had a situation off the mat where you know that kind of this sports kind of helped you um really just like uh like honestly like just tough like things you know if i'm going through something uh just like knowing like like it happens and like just as in wrestling it happens and like routine in school how I work hard in school how I work hard in the room uh I mean yeah like it really just like I feel like it really helps you in tough positions a lot because in wrestling you have tough positions every day uh like you know you have your ups and downs and 
Yeah, I mean, just mentally, mostly, it really helps. You know, it's, um, you you're being kind of just trans trans uh, um, trans in your transition to high school. Um, what what's it like for you? I mean, it, 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 I, I look at it like so. Obviously, I know what it's like to be your age, okay? But and I know what it's like to wrestle at your age. But I don't know what it's like to be your age and wrestle in the social media age. How does that How does that affect you being in a kid where I know that you are on Instagram, um, you know, where things are being posted all the time? Like, how do you live in this age of social media? Um, I mean, it's really just like, like normal for people to post like accomplishments and like just pictures and stuff like that I mean it's kind of like the thing like um I don't really know it's I've never like I mean yeah when you were a kid and none of this like none of that was here where kids are posting like stuff and uh I mean it's cool I mean it helps you get known like it's so much easier uh flow wrestling like literally you do good in a tournament or even if they post you like you're known yeah um hopefully hopefully crank matt wrestling media kind of get to that level I'm yep. just, yeah I, i'm just a one-man show well i only say this because there's the the negative impact of it right um i mean dealing with uh dealing with somebody that beat you and then they put the video up on their uh instagram or whatever and then you know it's when you're coming up on the wrong side of a highlight or if everybody's bashing you you know like i'll tell you a kid and, and, and i'm gonna tell people this is why i have a lot of a lot of respect for uh bo bassett bo bassett is a very very um smart well-polished well-spoken kid right so He's, you know, because, you know, the way his dad markets a lot, is, you know, and they market themselves a lot. There's a lot of people that want to see uh, see them lose, you know, because as you as you are successful, the more you're successful, the more people want to see you lose. And it's like, how do they, you know, how does he deal with that? And, um, you know, he, he seems to be able to kind of know how to manage this stuff to where a lot of kids aren't, you know, like how like how do you do how how do you do with being coming up short or on a wrong end of somebody's video or you know being bashed by other wrestlers sometimes even parent parents like how do you even deal with that stuff i mean i i honestly i really don't care if it's something like a video of me wrestling and i'm getting like messed up or destroyed i mean like i mean it happened like I said, there's nothing you can do about it. But I mean, if they're if they're saying like stuff like that isn't necessary and just like trash talking, really like big fan of every single ranked wrestler. I, I know I, I watch wrestling like as much as you. You know, you know every ranked wrestler. I mean, I just, I don't like the cockiness. Like you know, Anthony Knox, like Bo Bassett, super uh, super humble. You know, yeah, he does. Uh, everyone's know knows him. Not even from social media, just because he's an amazing wrestler. But uh, like you know, he posts a lot, and he's got all this stuff. You know, like the compound and just everything. But he's he's humble. He he's never he's never talking crap about anyone. And uh, you know, 
before Super 32, Anthony Knox was talking all crap. Or not talking all crap, but just, like, saying stuff. And, you know, can't do anything about it. And no, nothing wrong with that. I mean, he he showed up. He did his business. But uh, I, I'm, I like to I like to be humble, you know. Like, like yeah, we're going to wrestle. And I don't know. I, I just think that, you know, posting and everything, awesome. I, just, I don't like all the trash talking stuff that goes on with wrestling. But you also have to understand, Jackson. There is room for both, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You can't, um, you can't just have heroes, right? Um, yeah. Because um, here, if if you really think about it, let's let's just kind of look at uh, let's. I don't know how much you keep up with the UFC, right? Yeah, but, I do a little bit. So you There's a lot of trash talk. Yeah. Well, it's not the trash talking, but you really can't. You really can't market a hero as well mm-hmm. as you market a villain, right? Yeah. Um, believe it or not, one of one of my one of my one of my good friends is Colby Covington. Okay. Um, don't know if you know him, but he uh he fought Kamara Usman about two weeks ago for the title, the biggest trash talker in the UFC, uh, you know, next to Conor McGregor. And it's like you, you that guy's marketable, people are gonna want to buy tickets because they're going to be able to want to see him win as well as want to see him lose. So you get the best of both worlds, right? So you, you do need a, you do need an Anthony Knox because Anthony Knox is what sold that matchup in a sense with, with Bo Bassett, right? hundred percent. Yeah. I I totally get that. Yeah. yeah, You're totally right. Yeah. So I'll look at it like Anthony Knox. um, I interviewed him, you know, before he, uh, the day before he wrestled Bo Bassett and he said something to the tune of, yeah, you know, I knew when I went out there and I make weight, I'm going to kick the shit out this kid. Right. So I, I put that quote everywhere. And, um, it's like, well, you know, he shouldn't have said it, but no, like, I mean, he's a typical New Jersey kid. Right. I mean, he's one of them Jersey kids and that's the way they talk. They're not fake. It's very authentic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm thinking, okay, think about how many flow that that one quote probably could have sold, you know, a hundred flow account because mm-hmm. people said, I want to see this match. And if I got to pay the, the whole subscription just to see this match, I'm going to, you never know how many more people walked into the super 32 to come watch or just, you know, you, you just never know what they do. So you, there, there, there is room for that. Now, the other thing is we were talking about coming up short on a highlight and, um, I had a parent really, really get on to me because um, his kid came up short on a, on a highlight. And he, he sent me a message. He said, hey, you know, take my son off your post. And it's like, you know, why are you messaging me? Because you won't message Flo. You won't rest, message Mob and Media or, 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 you know, Rock Fan or, or any of these uh, other media outlets telling him to take your son down. Your son came in on the wrong side of, a, a, of, of the highlights. You know, that's something. Don't get mad about that. But what this parent, like, I, I, I'm sure this parent knows. First of all, his kid's a good wrestler. His kid's probably gonna be a freaking division one national champion. You know, it's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, your kid is a good wrestler, and I know as a parent, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to see that. But it's videos like that that makes your kid good. 
Because if you don't want to come up short at the end of somebody's highlight, you're going to work to make sure you make that adjustment and, and, and not have these things happen, right? Obviously, he, he, he lost that match. Well, guess what? You have more winning. And guess what? There's more losses for you, too, because mm-hmm. you're going to lose again. And if you're not losing, you're not going to the right tournaments. And if somebody's mm-hmm. your kid losing, then so what? You you got to get your kid in a mindset that that's going to happen. You can't worry about it. Like this kid that I'm talking about, he is actually pretty good. He's going to be a freaking national champion on the Division One level. Just you watch. And it's like, why are you worried about that? You know? Yeah. I, you know, um, but you know that, that's just kind of kind of where I'm at. But uh, I know you got a you, you probably got a little bit of a busy schedule. But do you kind of have any uh, parting words and words of advice for uh, kids that are that, that this that are coming? You know, af, you know after you, you know, like not like after you in a sense of competition, but like coming up in the ranks as far as coming through middle school. Uh, what kind of advice can you give them, um, you know, as far as kind of how to get to a good level and be in a position to win, you know, Pan Am titles, world titles, and just be a good wrestler in general? Repeat that one more time. Oh, so just what what's advice you can give to young oh. wrestlers? Um, really? Like, have fun. Embrace it all, honestly. That's really, that's really it. Have fun, embrace it all. And, you know, if you love the sport, you know, you don't want to keep, you don't want to have that pressure and you don't want to feel like you have pressure. You don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to do this. You want to have fun, you know, just go out there, have fun. No pressure, just wrestle. It will really like what I've learned from uh, people telling me in college wrestlers is really have fun and embrace it all. And, you know, I, I used to never like, used to never, I'd always be nervous. Like, oh, I don't want to be here, but um, I've heard it from Kevin Jackson, from a bunch of good wrestlers. I've heard it so many times and really, really just have fun with it all. Um, Yeah, for sure. And something else that I didn't even ask you about, obviously, you know, um, you know, when Pennant winning that Pan Am uh, title, you know, it, it, it kind of put your name out there, but you said when I talked to you a little bit briefly yesterday, it's your, uh, your, you're not ranked. What are, what are some of the things like, have you, have you just not seen a lot of ranked competition? I mean, you would think that you should be somewhere right there on the cuffs of it. Where do you stand? Do you think nationally? I think I'm definitely one of the top best wrestlers in the, uh, in my weight, you know, one, one twenty, one thirteen. Um, I mean, honestly, yeah, I really haven't, like I've wrestled in a really good amount of, amazing wrestlers but i've i've never uh i've been in brackets with them but i haven't wrestled a bunch of ranked kids before i mean this year i mean i wrestled um uh leo deluca i mean i wrestled I, i've been in brackets with all those kids Jax Forrest. i've been in so many with him fargo and all those tournaments i've been uh brackets with uh brock montanona a kid from california he he was ranked third until super 32 like I've really just never been like wrestling rent kids. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess that. But um, I really hope this year that I can uh, sneak on to the uh, ranking on flow. I mean, I'm confident with how I uh, train and 
the work I put in that like I'll be one of the best and be like be those top guys at those big tournaments. Yeah. Hey, so uh so here's the question. Say just hi- hypothetical, right? Your parents have four kids, right? Mm-hmm. North, south, east. Who is the fourth kid? West. Okay. Your parents have four kids, okay? North, south, east. Who is the fourth kid? What? North? It would be you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I like playing around sometimes, man. Uh, I, I've heard that before, but I, like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Um, no, man. Hey, listen. Um, it's been good having you on. Um, dude, you, you got a little wealth of knowledge. You, you, you talk. You, you let people know you know, who you are, right? Um, yeah. Before we get off here, if somebody wants to follow your progress, right, they want to follow you on social media, what uh, what social media networks are you on and, and what's the, uh, the, the the handle or the screen name, the little et name that they can follow you? Um, on Instagram, it's uh, Jackson Heslin, uh, Jackson and then H-E-S-L-I-N. And, uh, you know, I'm on also Flow Wrestling. Just look up my name and you can watch my matches. All right. Well, Jackson, listen, it's been real, um, but I know uh, I'm ready for you to get the heck out of here, and I know you've got <laughs> other things you got to be doing. Um, thanks for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Of course. It was awesome being here. All right, everybody. That was Jackson Heslin, uh, wrestler out of Connecticut. Um, what what you will know about him is a very, very intelligent kid. I wish his kid nothing but the best of luck in everything that he does. Um, I, 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 I like the kid. I mean, the, you know, I, I like to have kids on, on my podcast that's, that's not scared to speak and talk a little bit about everything. So um, I wish nothing but this kid a, the best of luck in the future, especially in all those tough tournaments he's got coming up. Um, so uh, this has been another episode of the Crank Map Podcast. Be sure to join me next time. Till then, have a good day and stay safe.